Welcome to episode 386 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me wearing his patented scary hat, but with the addition of a hoodie over the hat. It's Russell John the Fish. A hoodie? Yeah. No, it's not a hoodie. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. It's a ghoul. It's a ghoul, dude. It's a ghost face. I Can I tell you? Honest to God, you I, had, no idea. I had no idea you put that on. dude. And you have been sitting across the table from me for at least an hour? I did try and sneak it in here. Mission accomplished. Yeah, I'd be a good ghost face. Had no idea. You'd be dead and nobody would know who killed you. Indeed. Dead and bloated. <laughs> who is that? Dead and bloated. Uh, dead Pearl and Jam. No, no, it's not. It's, uh, it's the one that died, right? Uh, Stone Temple Pilots. That or... Uh, uh, Soundgarden. I think it's Soundgarden. Okay. <laughs> Is it Soundgarden? Oksana Valerinova Osachi joining the crew. It's Stone Temple Pilots. It's Stone Temple wow. Pilots. Oh, it is. Yeah. I am Smith. Yeah. God. <laughs> anyway, uh, war- disclaimer. Um, first off, happy November 1st. Well, also, not joining us is Randy Michael Stan. No, we don't need to talk about that. Randy died in a plane accident. What the? R.I.P. <laughs> What is wrong with you? Nothing. He's still uh, got to get on a plane. That's I know. Why. You know, they say the most Worst. macabre humor is only wielded by the smartest well, people. Here's the thing. God forbid. If he died if, in a God forbid <laughs> you create this Halloween curse on Randy. Um, I just, I don't want to be involved in any of the questioning that's going to be happening because you just admitted to a crime. I do want to apologize to the now dead Randy that, um. I get, I realized I had given you gifts on an episode where he revealed that we missed his birthday. <laughs> and I felt uh, kind of bad about that. After. I feel bad. We'll have to leave that pumpkin candle on his grave. <laughs> anyway, it's been a long weekend. And uh, I warned Clark up top that I would have high energy, good attitude, but that... Uh, we're going to need Oksana working the fact-checking deck because I don't know <laughs> what is going to come out of my mouth. I am a uh, We never do. Well, that's because I shoot from the hip. Oh, I know, and I've got to pick up the <laughs> shell cases. You don't pick up shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I, you know what? I am envious of your ignorance at times, <laughs> truly. Envy- <laughs> is I, that Stone Temple Pilots too? Yes, Envy- Envy- oh, okay. Can't even say it. <laughs> no. See? Um, here, let me get some coffee. Proof. Anyway, I got a lot up top, and we're just going to roll into this, because the minute we're... I, it's not a joke. I'm wearing a ghost face costume right now. You're a ghost face killer. The minute we're done here... Yeah, I'm wearing blackface right now. <laughs> <laughs> the minute we're done here, I am... Uh, we're going immediately, as it is Halloween that we're recording, it's a Monday... It's a little weird, but um, yeah, I'm, we're going immediately to the fucking live stream over at the Barely Functional Gamers house, which is promising to be boring, but uh, we'll have fun anyway. Um, and I got a lot up top. I want to plug a bunch of shit. It's been a busy month. And uh, first, thank you to anybody who came out to our Halloween party. I know that was very <laughs> small. I should have. We should have invited more people. Already, we didn't even. We didn't even get the police called on us. The house um, was packed already. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. You should carve a fucking jack o' lantern for Halloween. If you don't, shame on you. Um, two, a lot of a lot of stuff to plug. Um, the October Boys are back with their third episode. That's cinematic oblivion. October Boys and. Uh, 
get ready for a heaping helping of hate as they talk about barbarian. They're like, it's good. We're not Wait, talking. That's about the it. real Triple H. That's the real Triple H. And I, I just want to do a lampshade that they talk about Terrifier 2. And um, neither of them had seen it, but they both watched Terrifier and hate, thought it was a terrible movie. Turfer? But they think art is very... Um, Turfer 2 or Turfer? They, they haven't seen Terrifier 2. Okay. But they did see the original Turfer, and uh, they both thought it was a terrible movie. We're mm-hmm. talking about Nick and Harry Nordlinger, Nick who are Harry, uh, Nick and Harry. Uh, Bay Area legends. I love those dudes. And dude, I'm, I'm okay on them. They... Uh, yeah, right. You were just talking about how you liked their dad before we started recording. I like how annoyed Nick was with his dad talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, here's the thing. They they talk about Terrifier and they both they both agree that Art is an undeniable character, but that he's yet to be in a good movie. And he, this is what I was talking about earlier. These two are hyper intelligent and they're actually kind of hard to follow because they're constantly spitting out shit that you would need a little bit of time to digest. But Nick pointed out something that I thought was actually really cool. And it was that all of the slasher franchises open up with what everybody seems to agree is their best film, except for Art the Clown. And I'm like, whoa, I think he's more right than he even knows because. They're getting better every time, which is a strange. It's almost like a reverse franchise is happening where it's like, imagine if Friday the 13th part or Friday the 13th part 13 was yeah. the best one. And before that was 12. And it's weird. But I just enjoy <laughs> the fact that Terrifier exists in Art the Clown exists now in the canon of great slashers. Oh, yeah. And the fact that this was a humble indie project that has gotten the popularity that it's gotten. <laughs> They're not charitable. They're just like, it's not good. He needs to get a screenplay writer. He's gotten a little bit better. He's like, yeah, I they're like he's a great special effects guy. Look, I love them both. Sometimes <laughs> their tisms get in the way. Like, he's great at special effects. He's a, he's a passable director. I was just like, damn, y'all are harsh. Although Nick did know that the... the um, main lead the male lead in terrifier 2 is a tiktok star who did um oh i didn't know that. he did emo music acoustic they Hell do a, a yeah. jarring drop in um october boys 3 anyway check that out also um scary thoughts you know the podcast that i freudian slip into every conversation i've ever had yeah they did a their first ever double episode of spider baby and the monsters which is a clear it's listen a cl- to that entire episode you did i did oh okay and uh while vacuuming the staircase. I thought there was something incredible. I always, uh, clearly, I'm a Chad fanboy, even though I think me and Mark would get along better. Uh, Chad talking about podcast and like the kind of homogenized um, look at culture and how, you know, they, they have a conversation about, are we doing that too? I thought that was one of the most valuable things I've heard in a podcast in a long time. And um, it starts with Red Letter Media, which is something that every fucking horror show, every film podcast I've ever heard, they always talk about them. Never, I don't watch them. Never heard them. I don't think they're any good. I don't know who they are. I don't like their hot takes. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't like their fancy set design. We're the only film show that exists. <laughs> so who are these jagoffs? Also, Spider Baby and Monsters, there's a transition there. Um, Rob Zombie loved Spider Baby Spider and championed Baby. that movie forever. Clearly, none yeah, of them knew he, that. Because he gave Sid Haig work for no, 20 years. But uh, in that episode, Mark is like, well, Sid Haig, 
monsters, Rob Zombie. There you go. And I'm like, dude, no, Rob Zombie is a clear transition between those. Aesthetically, he lifted so much from Spider Baby. I like what they had to say about uh, the monsters. I think they were dead on in a lot of areas. Oh, dude, Chad nailed it. Except for the enjoyable part. Because I, I did it, I have an enjoyment of it because of why they didn't enjoy it. And that was because they did that 60s comedy so well. Now, here, I again, I think the valuable thing in that episode is that conversation because they're talking about how everybody's dismissing the movie because it doesn't fall into that, like, homogenized mold. Yeah. And they were saying the Red Letter Media guys looked at the trailer and, like, here's what they should have done. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they basically painted the picture of a Marvel trailer. It's boring. Yeah. But Chad, he's so fucking astute with this shit, and he's just like... Well, dude, when you make new art and there's a change, it's always shit that's like, you know, it's out of left field. And it's not the regular shit we're dealing with. So he was saying he thought the Munsters was valuable for that. And, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like patting myself on the back. And I'm like, yeah, that's our show, man. We're looking at these with our third eye. We're, we use what, our what pineal is, gland. What is Rogan in here now? Oh, yeah. Rogan, did, I guess he still does talk about the pineal gland. Anyway, my, you, hey, my third eye is blind. And brown. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you should listen to Scary Thoughts and Cinematic Oblivion. Um, then I have another plug. It's for Fangoria. Actually, it's not. I A while ago, volume two, episode, episode number 17 of Fangoria. Um, it's either got the new Hellraiser cover of uh, the new Pinhead or it's got um, Laurie Strode, if you get the home one. That is proof that found footage is clearly bubbling up in the horror culture. The new Pinhead was in the movie for, uh, what, 10 minutes? Well, on the cover. And they do a big layout on uh, the makeup effect Joe. and everything. It, okay. It's interesting. I didn't read it. Well, I mean, Doug Bradley wasn't in a, you know, he wasn't in a ton either. Um, shout out to our former third chair, Justin Coote, who DM'd me saying that, hey, there's a really good article on Ghost Watch in here. Ooh, and yeah. I was like, no, there isn't. And then I flipped back through it page by page, and I found it buried in the back. You missed it. I Here's the thing. It was fucking buried in the back. Good article. If you have it, read it. I'm not going to waste a lot of time here. There is another article that's way more up front about VHS uh, 94. Uh, skip that one. It's a nothing burger. I read it before watching the movie, and the only thing I walked away from it was, oh, they're not going to do a wraparound. Mm. And they didn't even kind of dive into aesthetically what that did to the movie. Rap oh, also, you know what I forgot when we did our, our fantastic coverage of VHS 94? Um, our boy. 99. Was it 99? 99 is the last one. 94 oh was the one God. from earlier. Yeah, I, that is I right. Corrected it on the dot. Okay, thank you. All you right, know what? That's VHS, mistake, uh... Hey, well, okay. <laughs> VHS ninety four, ninety nine, and then they're going to do eighty four. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. They're okay, they're asking for this. So, shit. Okay, yeah. so all right. So what's the deal? All right, outside of <laughs> George fucking Orwell, oh, is that the only 84? reason why eighty four? I don't know. What the fuck? What are we doing? I think it was a. Uh, I also think, Big Brother no, cameras. No. I think um, there's. A, Okay, tangent, and I promise I'm going to move on quick. I think when you exit a decade, that decade still lingers in the earlier years of the next one. Oh. So like 92 is very 80s, but I think 94 is where it found its own voice. You know what I mean? So I think 84 is similar. Yeah, but I I want I want VHS like 04, 05. VHS maybe. 1920. <laughs> okay, who about. cares? Vitriola anyway, shit. So in VHS... 
I don't even know. Wait, okay, show. 99 was the tape one, right? With no... I'm so confused by that now. So in VHS 99, we didn't mention... I don't know if you guys caught it. You see our boy, uh, Stephen Kostansky? What'd he do? It pops back up in there from 94. Oh, his... Uh, his infomercial. It's, it's in there. Where? I read it in the article. That was one of the only things I got, but it pops up in there. Maybe in the Canadian cut. Because we didn't get it away. You, you know what? I'm wrong. It doesn't pop up. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. You know what? It, like I don't know. I uh, Again, um, I've been going on a long, long Halloween binge. And last night, I was up pretty late at the Balboa as I was tagged in last minute to host a Q&A with Jackie Kong uh, for a screening of Blood Diner. Now, um, it was a lot of fun. I'm not going to talk a lot about this because you should have been out there hanging out with us. I will tell you from what our, if they live in Singapore? From our Halloween, you should have flew in. Uh, for our hol- from our Halloween party, we had a bunch of leftover bottles of liquor. Singapore. One of them happened to be a handle of Southern Comfort. So coded, which happens to be a Jackie Kong favorite. And she had a tradition. I, Jackie, while- <laughs> I wouldn't put that out there. Do you Jackie, know the Do you know the cheer for Southern Comfort? No. S O U T H E R N. Southern Comfort Whiskey is my friend. Thank you. I like the movie. Thank you so much. Right, that's Walter Mo- Hill. The movie is better than that bullshit. You know what? Liqueur. I had a bad experience with it when I was younger, and by younger, everyone did. I mean, I was like twenty three because yeah. I didn't start drinking till I was twenty two. You a child? But I was digging it. Um, I did a thing. Uh, basically, I huddled with Terrell before, and I was like, here's what we're going to do. Because yeah. we snuck in a handle of Southern Comfort to the Balboa. And I said, I'm going to go up there. Do you Honestly, do, do you ever do an inventory of how <laughs> trashy y'all can be sometimes? Yeah, dude, it's part of the charm. I'm just saying. And I, I told him. I met with him during the movie. <laughs> and I was like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to kill Tony, this bitch. I'm going to go up there. And I'm going to call you up and we're just, you're going to pour us shots. And I was like, and here's the other thing. I'm changing the rule book. Anybody who asks a question, we're going to give them a shot if they want it. Uh, I quickly abandoned that as um, it, I didn't want to like constantly ask people if they wanted a shot. I did it one time. I went, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. So what ended up happening is they had a DJ after the Q&A. And we just walked around the room giving people shots of, there was of a DJ. SoCo. There, there was a DJ. Actually, it was... It felt more up your alley than Terrell's. Because he was like, how are people going to dance this? No Beyonce. But it was very Randy Clark music <laughs> that they were playing. Okay, first of all. All right, there's some overlap between Randy Clark. <laughs> I mean, it was classy, kind of like, if you're going to hang out in an art gallery. It was nice. Oh, okay. They did a good job. Um, also, no, uh, no Ghost Mane? No Ghost Mane. Dude, I've been listening to Ghost Mane. <laughs> okay. So I basically I hung out with Adam though, the owner of the Balboa. Still, well. I got um no he, Adam Stillwell. Uh, by it. the way, the Fallout on Blu-ray. I did see that. I will be. Picking I don't know that why up. I gave that stupid idiot a plug. Um, <laughs> hey Stillwell, fuck you, dude. Send him a pigeon, freak him out. I'm scared of birds. And, uh, pussy. So Adam gave me the lowdown on. Love you, Stillwell. Again, this is very Bay Area talk, but. I won't spend a lot of time here. The four star should be open next month. Also, they got rid of the little theater. Also, so, they need to get rid of the four star, make it a five star. And they added a cafe. All right. So there's a cafe in there. Cap in your there's seat. There's a 140 seat. Oh, a cafe. Yeah. I, I was waiting for that delayed. Hey. 
147 seat theater. Uh, they gutted the whole thing. I guess that little theater area is going to be a gallery now. Sounds fantastic. Also, they bought the laundromat across the street from the Balboa. Gallery slash music venue, because aren't they going to do shows and see it? Oh, I have no idea. He just said they're turning into a gallery. Oh, okay. I think it might just be like an... I have no idea. I like that little shitty theater, though. It felt very Grindhouse. I remember we saw the Triangle there. Or Triangle? What the hell was the movie? The Void. We saw The Void there, oh, yeah. and it was not even framed properly speaking on the screen. Speaking of Kostansky. Actually, speaking of Randy, RIP, he was there with us that day. And um, I'm going to miss that guy. He was a good engineer. Anyway, God, you are the worst, eh? It's Halloween. Don't. Yeah, Respect yeah, that's the why you fucking dead. That's why you don't fuck with evil forces, dude. Okay. You go looking for trouble, you'll find it. So they're buying the, the laundromat that closed across the street from the Balboa. They're turning it into a pizzeria. So there's finally going to be fucking pizza out there. And they're calling it the laundromat, and they're going to serve wine. I didn't know there was a laundry. Oh, down the block? Yeah, and they're just leaving it laundromat. Pizza oh. and wine. Okay. That's some French laundry shit there. I know. Over there. I like it, and I know, I know I you're like going to love it. Um, I'm, yeah, but pizza's overrated. Also, uh, Jackie Kong was a lot of fun to hang out with. Also, Dave O'Shea was there. Man, David. kicking with that dude. Actually, there was a lot of... If you didn't go to the Balboa, you missed out. A lot of fun. I'm done. Um, yeah, but that dude... So a movie came out, and I want to thank everybody who DM'd me or texted me immediately on... A, what was that? Friday morning? Mm-hmm. Saying the Blackwell Ghost 7 came out. Yep. Um... Me and Clark talked, and I was like, I know I have to watch it. You had already watched it. You were dying to talk about it. And I was I didn't get out of the Balboa until 1130. And I was like, how am I going to do this? Also, we were hanging out with Terrell and his boyfriend, and they were like, we got to watch an episode of Drag Race. And I was like, of course we do. <laughs> so I think I got home around 1230. We watched an episode of Drag Race, went to bed around 130. And I went to sleep around 2.40 as I did squeeze in the Blackwell Ghost at 1.30 in the morning. The thing is, it's like you had time before that. I know. I, that's I know. that's really? all I'm... Go! I did. Plenty of time. But I was trying to find a costume for the Balboa thing and I ate up like two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's fine. I did it. I'm ready. I'm just... I'm tired. I understand. And that's that's all I got for up top. All right. I've got, uh, I've got a plug as well. I want to shout out Moe's Tire and Auto <laughs> in San Bruno, California. Uh, I got four new tires today. Very reasonable price. Also, they <laughs> informed me that there was a rodent's nest living inside the block engine of my car. <laughs> the engine block of my car. Uh, so, fortunately, the car didn't blow up and they got that out of there uh, on the house. Thank you so much. And also... Uh, cued you in on this, uh, but they had a bidet in the bathroom, and you better believe it was used by yours truly. Now, it was the cold water. Now, you got to get the the hot water. Here's the thing about the hot water bidet. Have you ever used the hot water bidet? No. Oksana? No. Have, have either one of you used a bidet in general? No. Mm-mm. Okay, first of all. I tried to at the, at the um, New People Cinema, and I think it was broken. That's very hurtful. They need to fix that. There are too many phone. buttons. I didn't know yeah. how to use that. I didn't know something. what I was doing. Those, <laughs> so many buttons. That by far. I have been to, uh, actually, when I went to Japan, okay. like 15 years ago, they had they had bidets like that level. Okay. Because Japan is Japan. Yeah. 
and it was insane. So I've been pro bidet for a very long time. I don't like the hot water bidet because it feels like someone is peeing on your butthole. <laughs> oh, weird. Give me the cold water. I don't like the hot water. I am fine with the cold water up the tush because the hot water, I don't know. The, it, it does feel like someone's peeing on my butthole. Then I think I'm going to get a boner. So <laughs> I'll stick with the cold well, water. Now you know how also, to get Also, thank one. you for laughing. God. Because <laughs> right. I wasn't sure how that was going to go. Was now, that it? Are you done? <laughs> I suddenly also, felt we, the need we, to cut you we off. We flew over the rat's nest thing, but there was a rat's nest. I'm trying to get past that because I don't want to linger on it. Why? Because we haven't had a problem with rodents except the one time a mouse came in off the deck. That's true. I, was, and then I wasn't here. I freaked out because Oxana wasn't here and well, she's the thing, one that kills them. Y'all illegally snuck a cat in here over a year ago and it's a worthless cat and he's a do its part. Okay? Uh, it's a member of this house that needs to contribute. So she, it needs to go out there and eat that mice. I know. She goes into your room and picks up pieces of plastic trash. Yeah. <laughs> she brings it to our room so I throw them yeah. away. Okay, first of all, <laughs> That's a pretty clean room in there. Thank you very much. I don't know where she might take it out of whatever trash can you have in there. She's a plastic hoarder. It's a texture thing. Why do y'all have a weird-ass cat? Why don't you have a cat that eats shit? Man, she makes... If she ate poop, that would be even weirder. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) You said shit, and I took it literally. Okay, thank you so much. That's the comedy stylings of Ghost-Faced Fisher. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's bring him in. All right. I know. He's probably pissed. And, you know, here's the thing. It is Halloween, but I'm not styling this episode. Creepy. He's he's fired. He's not here. Got Ryan style? Because it's November 1st. It's just boring. But here's the thing. It is Halloween literally right now. And this motherfucker will not mention it. I guarantee it. I will, how much money are we betting? He won't even give a nod. No. No. He's going to. Today. Oh, you know what? I think he's going to say Monster Mash. <laughs> Oh, I'm thinking of the song Monster Mash. Oh my god. If he does that, I would count that. I was working today. Okay, okay shut the hell I up. I was working in the lab. Alright, stop you riffing. A bit. He's right outside the Why do you the kill door? my goddamn bits? He's right outside. Let me fucking roll. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No! You okay. have to work. No, you killed it. <laughs> okay. God, you are retarded. I'm bringing him in. Good morning, it's October 31, 2022, and it's a Monday. Today, I was thinking about Etta James and the song At Last from the year 1960. Everyone, oh my have a great day. Nothing. Dude, we flew you out on Halloween for that shit? That is garbage. Also, get out of here. I'm glad he hung around to get yelled at because that, dude. Why this is the longest running segment in the history of this show? A, it's a, I mean it's a question. Sure, it's a question, but it's also indicative of the dumpster fire of what this is. Etta James, Etta James. At last, might be the most. Unhalloween song. <laughs> I think he was being a dick because we didn't give him a good intro. We just bickered about a he bit. He doesn't deserve it. He does deserve he it. He doesn't deserve shit. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> you were just talking about how good the new Twin Peaks show was. Yeah, but he's got to bring me down, you know, he's got to bring out Fucktown 2 or something. What about the monkey that we kept laughing about? 
Mr. Oh, orangutangatong. Yeah. Mr. Tangatungatung. What? Oksana, find <laughs> the monkey's name. Tamakunka peekaboo. Mr. I don't know. Yeah, but that, that thing. I may watch that again. You hated that. I did. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I really did think it was terrible. Again, we're referring to a short that he made during the lockdown? Yeah. It's fucking dumb. Mr. Two, I can't remember. Mr. Tutankhamen. <laughs> All right. That would have been more Halloween than edit. Oh, King Tut? How'd you get so funky? All right. Uh, here's the thing. I watched a movie this week. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I can't remember the life of me. What I watched this week. I do know that I have restarted watching... Again, I this is not helpful at all. Entourage. But I have restarted. The Wire. Watching. You're never going to guess it in a million years. Because uh, I've, ne- I've never talked about it on this show. Um, but it, Friends. it is a series that I love. Brady Bunch. Friday Night Lights. Oh. Uh, I have rewatching Friday Night Lights because it's, be- it's not boring. It is an excellent, <laughs> excellent show. Friday Night Lights gets everything right. For a network TV show in 2005 or 2007, and they brought it back like four years later, or whatever it was, they, they couldn't do it better. Uh, fantastic show. Also, uh, in, in 2005, on network TV, they were saying retard and retarded. We've come a long way. Also, I said it earlier in the show. I'm bringing it back. Okay. It's fine. Randy's going to cut it all out. No, dude. You can say the thing if you in, are a part of that group. So all you got to do is oh. start wearing a helmet. Indeed. Yeah. And then you could be like, I'm taking the power back. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to be a real life version of my Fall Guys character. That joke's for zero people. Now, I, I got it. Because you. we always laugh at the ones wearing a helmet. They, they, and they're never good, are they? No. They're not. Uh, play Fall Guys on all gaming platforms. Now, what I did watch was a few episodes of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. This is um, an anthology, as you can imagine. And I'll tell you this. Why this hasn't... Ex- this, this, had, this has to exist. Um, and now's the time. <laughs> I don't, there's not a world where Guillermo del Toro's not a horror host. Do you know what I oh, mean? Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's all I've seen in the show was the beginning and Oksana fell asleep during his intro. So I said, <laughs> okay, we're turning okay, it off. By the way, his intros may be 30 seconds. Yeah, I know. They're very short. It, and wasn't, she, it she, wasn't because of the intro. No, she, I mean, <laughs> hey, and again, um, Oksana is, she's got four weeks left in this pregnancy <laughs> And she has not complained at all. So you're a powerful woman. But when we got in there, she was like, let's watch it. She didn't even make it through the, the, the Del Toro part. Because, because she's got Ukrainian and Russian blood in her. There's generations of generations pregnant women who were 10 months pregnant making vodka, mashing potatoes against their raw feet. That's what I was thinking it was. All right. So I stopped it and she went, no, 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 I'm awake. And I went, we're not doing that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, fantastic show. Guillermo del Toro is a perfect horror host. And th- every one of these, um, 
essentially hour-long films. That's really how you can think of these. The production, top-notch. Yeah. It's, it's, I, they could not be better uh, from what I have seen, production-wise. Uh, and I think I have seen uh, three. So I've, saw, I've seen the first three, and I will tell you the third one is my favorite, and that is directed by I haven't pulled up anything. <laughs> so I've got to do it. Is from the director of The Empty Man. Empty Man, the Empty Man. Uh, episode three. Let's see. Where is it? Oh, top rated. I think it's the top rated one. Yes, The Autopsy. Uh, this is the one. David Pryor is the director. A seasoned sheriff investigates a dead body in the woods and calls an old pal and a medical examiner to help piece together a series of chilling events. Now, cool. this is told nonlinear. Then we catch up and then we go. Um, there's some flashbacks is what I mean. Not Yeah, it's just flashbacks. Okay. I don't know why I thought that it was nonlinear. It's flashbacks. Now, this essentially... Now there, you know, there's there's a lot of people in the film, uh, but they're, you know, back they're tertiary background characters. This is essentially a two hander between F. Murray Abraham, who doesn't love F. Murray Abraham? Great, also one of the greatest voices in film. Uh, I, th- I, he has to have done a lot of voiceover work. What a wonderful voice. F. Murray Abraham has. Also, I have no idea what the F stands for because I hope he has a higher self-esteem than telling himself to fuck himself every day. That's yeah. the grade I give his voice. You know what? You <laughs> took the materials you had and you gave me a punchline. There you go. I award you. Thank you very much. And Glenn Turman. I don't think the F stands for anything. That, <laughs> it's I lo- dude, he's Harry S. Truman did? Oh my god. I love it. You know the S <laughs> and Truman does everything. I just found that out. Thank you so much. Now, Glenn Turman, do you know who that is? Uh no. Uh he is Mayor Royce in the wire, baby. Okay, cool. So you got F. Murray Abraham and Turman. Turman plays the sheriff. Here's what you need to know about Clark Little and his love of sheriffs. They're my favorite law enforcement. In film. Now, now stay with me here. I am. I in term. I also. Can we agree that in terms of just monikers, in terms of names of political positions, sheriff is at the top of that list. You mean we're rating the name? Yes, of political of of elected officials. Sheriff. That's the coolest name. Uh, I could do that. Sheriff is a cool, it's a cool, it's a cool title. It also evokes a um, rural sort of, uh, you know, puts you in sort of a rural mindset, right? When you think sheriff, you don't think sheriff of Los Angeles, but there is certainly a sheriff of Los Angeles. No, I think of Rick Grimes. Exactly. You think small town. (laughs) Yeah. And also... My favorite sheriffs, typically around this time of like, I love, I love films set in 1980s. I like the vehicles in the 1980s. I like how the vehicles in the 1980s look. Mm-hmm. I like the blockiness of all that. And also, um, you pay attention to uniforms of policemen and law enforcement. 
And I don't know, but it's something about the khaki shirt of the sheriff and the sleeves are a little too high. That's also a retro thing as well. Okay. I like a high-sleeved sheriff in the 1980s. Um, and it's also, you know, small town, and there is a, we're in a mining town, and there's a mining accident. And they're trying to figure out what caused this mining accident. Well, a dude went crazy, and they, they he blew off a bomb. That's how the thing starts. Okay. The show starts that way. And then we're trying to piece together what happens. Well, oh, cool. um, there's an otherworldly effect of I would what's hope going so. on here. Now, I will tell you, this thing gets goopy and right, bloody. Don't spoil it. Don't no, 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 I'm, not, okay, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm saying... That and, and you see this in all the all the previous uh, cabinet curiosities. You better believe there's going to be a show-stopping creature in each one of those. <laughs> You're such a hack. Show-stopping <laughs> creatures. <laughs> Can I tell you? If, if I had a howl. As soon as, soon as I said that, <laughs> I was like, where did that come from? What the fuck? Show-stopping <laughs> creatures. Thank you for pointing that out. Because I don't know where they came You're in a weirdly positive mood, too. I don't know. Uh, I, can I tell you? I'm glad that my month of Saturdays is over. Oh. With a D? Huh? Sadder? Like, S-A-D-U-R? What? I didn't know if you are doing a play on words there. Like, you've been sad all month, so your month is I'm Saturday. not as bad at joke writing as you are. No. <laughs> Fucking idiot. So wait, why? Okay, I, I get what you're saying. You're you're tired of the long weekend. Sorry, I can't. You're, you're more like Doctor Deuce over there. Dude. I, I cannot sympathize with that. No, I know you can't. <laughs> yeah, I know you can't. I'm not saying. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I, I no, you can't. No, that's the other thing. Sympathize is not what you should do. Empathize. You need to know the difference between those two things. Oh, uh, what? Don't worry. I'll send you through my training course. <laughs> The Show-stopping monsters. That's where we left off. Honestly, no. The the, the creature work. It's it's top notch. Of course, it's it's Guillermo del Toro, and all of these directors. Uh, we got Anna Lily and Poor, who did the second one, I believe. Uh, no, wrong. Fourth. Oh shit. Oh, I did watch all. F- okay, I think I'm on the fifth one then because I watched The Outside. Yes. Okay, that one hurt my feelings. <laughs> that one made me sad. Um, and honestly, there were a couple, it hurt my feelings. It's not the right way to say that. Um, that's very maudlin. It made me very sad, uh, because Kate McCucci's performance in this is great. Kate McCucci and Martin Starr, wonderful. Also, Dan Stevens acts like a maniac in this, uh, has one of my favorite accents that I've heard in many years. I couldn't name what accent he's trying to do. I think he invented an accent, and I'm good with it. Uh, Dan Stevens, you remember, was in The Visitor. You remember that guy? He was in Delton Abbey. The Guest, not The Visitor, Del- The Guest. Okay. Yeah, don't remember. Not The Visitor. The Simon Barrett thing. Yeah, I never watched what? The Guest. You didn't? No. Why? I missed it. How could you miss it? It's like hackneyed at this point, which is right up your alley, your nightmare alley, dude. What is you're in a weird mood, right? You're now. not getting anything out of that. No, I missed it. Why? Do you understand? I don't, what do you mean? It, I didn't watch it, and then I was like, I'm not going to watch it late. 
<laughs> you do that, though. I do, because I want to talk about it. And You've missed like, a lot of good movies because you watch it late, and I feel like you just do it out of spite. <laughs> and you just you miss out on life that way, dude. That's true. Uh, the Outside's good. Um, honestly, my least favorite one that I've seen may be the first one. Uh, Lot 36 uh, with Tim Blake Nelson. Um, Russell, that is about a, a storage unit. Uh, we got some uh, storage wars. A uh, little, little storage war action. A little Barry. A little, uh, little David Hester. A little uh, Brandy and Jared. Little, uh, that's all the ones I can name. Okay, good. How many can you name from storage wars? None. You never watch Storage Wars? No, I don't watch a shit. Why? Because I watch Pawn Stars. <laughs> See, Storage Wars, far better than Pawn Stars. Nah. Hardcore Pawn, nah, much nah, better. Nah. nah. Barry, dude, Barry rocks. Uh, and Graveyard Rats. Graveyard Rats is great. Um, copious, copious amounts of rats. So, welcome aboard. Um, yeah, no, dude, what, what, yeah, it's, you know, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty with all that, especially with the autopsy. I don't even want to say what it is, but I'll say this. It's, I'd be hard pressed to find an hour where I've had more fun recently than watching the autopsy. You know, everything I've heard about the show is that it's great and it's so good that people are like, I'm not going to tell you about the episode. You have to watch it. It kind of sounds like what everybody wanted from Master of Horrors. Oh, yeah. The Masters of Horror Show? Yeah. Like, Dude, good. this is one of the better horror anthologies I've seen. Also. It's very, it's solid. This Thursday, we're going to be talking to, uh, our guest worked on three episodes of the show. Indeed. And I think because we recorded the episode last week, it might be a little bit weird because he's kind of, I think it made it in the record. We talked to him for like two and a half hours, but I think you're only going to get like an hour 30 of that. But um, I believe he worked on Graveyard Rats. He worked on Pickman's model. Pickman's model, and then he worked on was it the viewing? I think so. I can't remember the other one, but um, yeah, Kevin McTurk. Uh, we had him on due to audience demand because we love the Haunted Swordsman so much. Uh, y'all were like, "Why the fuck haven't you talked to this dude?" And we're like, "I don't know because he's, I don't know, professional." And now we <laughs> did. Yeah, we keep tricking people into it. I mean, you know, y'all you saw, stop saying that. Y'all saw what happened after we got Damien and David on. You need more self-esteem. Our bump just pushed them past. I think they've made over five million with Terrifier Two now. <laughs> really? I think they're up to seven. They're up to seven million. I think so. Oh, dude, we're gonna get at least twenty percent of that, right? Hell yeah! <laughs> that was the deal for them coming on the show. Okay. Yeah, I I gotta watch it. I really wanted to watch it so I could like jump in here and talk to you about it. What they put in about three hundred, three hundred, four hundred grand. Probably five hundred. No I I think in the episode he he mentions because they got three four hundred and thirty percent of their Kickstarter goal, which was yeah. like nothing. Dude, they spent every penny in there too. Yeah, they crushed it. Look great. Um. Okay. Are we just gonna trade off here? Uh. Yes. Yeah. Let me do mine that I watched without you. So on Thursday we went to the movie theater, <laughs> despite every horror fan's warning, as nobody. Nobody had the fucking balls to go see Pray for the Devil. Well, because why? Why do you do this to yourself? Because Pray for the Devil fucking You talk rules. about how you don't have time for anything, and you spend time on this bullshit. Well, I, I can jump into a movie, and I do think it is valuable to watch things that are not, like, technically good. Like, the whole talk we were um, 
going over on scary thoughts, like homogenized culture. I think a way out of that is to watch shit that people aren't championing and especially bad things because when people sure, but you can do it smarter. (laughs) Good sentence. You You just (laughs) no, you can't. Don't 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 try to steal my energy. No, here's the thing. Pray for the devil. You didn't see it. You don't know what this movie was. I know everything. Okay, tell me about it. it sucks. Okay. <laughs> and you're right. Okay, so the next one. No, Pray for the Devil is fucking weird. And um, honestly, I think you would have got a kick out of it. Uh, now, how is Pray spelled, Russell? With an E. <laughs> I think it's referring to people being victimized by the devil. Oh. Also, the cover has a, you know, whenever you get one of those... Um, we got to make money off this movie posters. Yeah. You know, you get the classic Laurie and Michael standing back to back like it's a Marvel movie. Back or, streets, back. <laughs> or you get a close up of a open mouth being invaded by hair, covered by witch fingers. It, Dude, the cover is fucking stupid. Dude, how is witch fingers not a band? Dude, that's we should make that band. That's pretty good. Uh, the tagline for Pray for the Devil is, it wants in. Oksana, look that up, see if Witch Fingers is banned. Was already doing it. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I'll, I'll be really quick here. I This is a movie that I really struggled. Like, I don't rate anything on Letterboxd. I know y'all ask me, why don't you put anything on Letterboxd? You never, Robbie got mad at me. Robbie Smith, I think I might have mentioned this on the show already, but he got mad that I rated Terror Train. And he was like, dude, you have like... Hundreds of movies backlogged on here that you should be reviewing. Why are you doing that? And I answer, in the comment, I was like, well, because anything I review, Clark and Randy look at it, and then I get nothing out of them on the show. That's not true. It's 100% true. Zero percent true. Also, um, there is a band called Frankie and the Witch Fingers. Oh. But no, yeah. just Wow. You know, Damn. not only am I bummed that they took the name, but I'm bummed that they ruined it. Frankie, shut the fuck can up. We, can we get a sample of what it sounds like? No. I'm not looking that up. Randy, can you put that in post? <laughs> oh, yeah, get the Ouija board. Let's By talk the way, to Randy. guys, if, you probably already know this, but this episode's coming up late. Um, <laughs> it'll be November 1st. Just when? Gone to November. Gone to oh, November. Because yeah. even if Randy did do this right away, we'd have to come back tonight. On the sacred night of Halloween, and then fucking put it up. Eh, it'll it'll go up on November first. Anyway, pray for the devil. A beautiful blonde girl uh, attends the mutant academy where she's being trained as a female in the Church of Christianity. This means she's spiritual. What does that mean? She's boring because women get the boring job. Wait, so she's wait, she's what? Hold in on, a, I'm not done yet. In a so convent. Men, I don't know what it was. It looked like the fucking Mutant Academy. You walk in the front door and there's a statue of Michael stepping on a devil cherub and he's got a sword. And they're like, yeah, that's Michael. And I was like, is that supposed to be Gabriel? Isn't he normally the one that's like the aggressive angel? Oh, no, dude. My Christianity is in remission. Okay, whatever. Uh, this is more esoteric, like it pops up in a Stephen King book kind of conversation than actual like worship. But... She's got this like weird flirty relationship with this. Is he Latin? I think he might be Latin. Yeah, I think so. But Ooh. it's not actually flirty. Hachi It's kind of like uh, whoever wrote this character didn't want his perfect girl to be flirting with some guy. So she goes into class one day, his class, and all men are in here. And of course, they're getting the cool training on how to be exorcist. So she's sitting in and kind of taking it in. And this movie is a mashup of boring... X-Men level 
I'm hanging out in the Mutant Academy. And the other half is like low budget exorcism film. And they meet in the middle, and it is a lot of fun. There is weird fucking special effects in here. And I call it the Mutant Academy because, again, there's a giant fucking cartoonish statue right when you walk in. Mm -hmm. It's fucking vacuumous. This building is huge. You don't know where you are. They probably mentioned it. I don't know. If I'm being honest, it's been a long week, and I took a little nap in the beginning of this movie. But when I woke up, she was being... What was that that movie... um, where it was like the nine one one operator, and it looked like she was working for the fucking federal government. Well, I mean, like she was one missed call or something. I, it wasn't one missed call, but it it looked like she was like part of the Avengers. Like she had hella monitors around her, and she's like, "I'm here, and she, I'm we're gonna pinpoint." It was that level shit, and they uh, let this this pretty blonde nun into what looked like the fucking Arkham Asylum. Because everybody was behind bulletproof glass with like you needed key cards to get in these cells where they were keeping people who were possessed. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are we doing? It felt like a Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, but all of the possession shit, it's or super like, yeah. innocuous. Like you're just like, oh, this movie's just boring. And they tried to give it like the aesthetic of a Marvel film until we get the first real gnarly like oh shit we're in the barrio and this guy's uh, sister needs an exorcism but they won't do it because of some shit i wasn't paying attention to and she's pregnant <laughs> and uh when this girl comes in there and starts trying to reject the demon the baby starts pushing out of the stomach and has a devil face that comes dude it's fucking weird There's this is a pg13 movie yes it's fucking strange has it looked it looks like there's money in it. That's what I was about to say. Like, you know, production value. What are we working with here? Uh, it looks like a big budget movie. I think this movie got held for two years. Terrell was telling me about it. Uh, yeah, it got held up. And I don't know. I guess they probably tried to save it. But they it. put it at Halloween. Dude, it's weird. So th- I think. But the there's ho- no press for it. Well, the thing is, if when you dump a horror movie around Halloween, yeah. you're letting the holiday do the lifting. Yeah. You're just, that's a sneaky one. So I knew coming into this is not going to be good. Yeah. But honestly, it's fucking, there was some interesting shit. Like, I think the point of this movie was like, the the church is stagnant and they don't know how to do exorcisms and they should let this girl do it. But everybody keeps saying, no, you're a girl. You can't do it. And she's like, well, in 1670, there was a, there was another nun who did it. And she was great at, no mention of uh, Lorraine Warren. How dare they? But I, what was her angle? She was like, what you need to do is understand why the host is letting the demon in. And then when you <laughs> empathize with them, the thing that Clark says I can't do with anything. Correct. Then the demon will come out. And uh, man, this movie's bonkers. I'll tell you right now. It's the first time I've ever seen um, Chekhov's baptismal pool. Mm. Go ahead. The light spoiler there. Although when it shows up in a painting, you're looking at it and you're like, that's not a painting. Somebody took a frame out of this movie and tried to put a filter over it so that it looked like a painting. So later on when it shows up, you'd be like, oh, it's not totally random that this college in some flyover state has a complete catacomb under it full of a baptismal church or baptismal pool. Um, Also, there's a little girl. Oh, God, I'm just going to spoil it. None of you are going to watch this movie. Uh, it turns out that our lead, she's not so virtuous. And she was raised in a, um orphanage. And she had a daughter. But she, I think she was like 14 
really troubled backstory. Anyway, that 14-year-old, that's the girl who's possessed that she's dealing with. And um, the movie really pops off when the little girl's removed because they're like, she's a, uh, what was the term? When it's terminal. She's terminal possessed. So we have to send her to the Vatican. I'm not joking. So they put her in an ambulance and she kills... Two EMTs and the priest riding along. So when they open the back of the ambulance, there's smoke. She's sitting there. Then there are corpses. And at this point, we're halfway through the movie. Nothing like this has happened. So it is so unclear what world we're in. But the rest of the movie is that. We're full Marvel movie. Shit, there are no rules. Everything's fucking weird. And you know what? At the end of it, Terrell said, what the fuck was this movie? I hated it. Oksana was like, that movie was dumb. And we went there with Chuggy. If uh, you listen to the show for a while, he's the one that survived the mall shooting. And there it is. And you know what? He was like, I liked it. Three and a half. I said it was boring. Which is the... The, uh, the first half, I think that could be true. Yeah. I mean, throw it in a grave and call it Randy. When it's boring, it's dead. And Chuggy was just like, I kind of liked it. So if, it, if you were in for the Marvel aesthetic, yeah. go watch Pray for the Devil. Um, if you're a huge fan of the subgenre of exorcisms, don't be turned off by the PG-13. Nobody watched this movie. All of the people rating it fell asleep, clearly. And uh, it's a little <laughs> bit more gnarly than it should have been. Um, although I do think you would have had fun with this, Clark. Probably not. The third act is the rules are out the window. Yeah. So is the plot and any form of filmmaking. I'm back in. All right. Oh, and at, and at one point, the girl pulled a very long hair out of her eyeball. Yeah, I pulled mine out of my butthole, and that's more cool. Yeah, but that makes more sense, honestly. Out of the eyeball? No, the butt. They're the both, eyeball. Both not good. Dude, it was apropos of nothing. She's looking in the mirror and went, huh, huh? And like, as the audience, you couldn't see anything, and then she's just pulling a hair out of her. That's a sick magic trick is what that is. <laughs> That would, dude, that's some Chris Angel shit for sure. Mind freak. Oksana, remain calm. I know you're going to get all <laughs> gushy over there for your boy. Gross. Out there, Halloween mega tape. Did I get that right? You did. Okay. Uh, did you remember that or did you pull it up? Uh, of course I pulled it up and I still okay. doubted it. <laughs> this is the WNUF sequel. Now, WNUF, Halloween special, we talk about it all the time. Chris La Martina, great guy, had him on this show. Uh, the long-awaited sequel to Halloween Megatape. By the way, I did. I had forgotten that WNUF is that old. Yeah, it's old. It's almost 10 years old. Wow. Which is crazy. And now we've got the sequel. And honestly, like, I'm glad that it kind of has, because I feel... Yeah, we didn't get on the WNEF thing till several years after it was out, and it's kind of gained this new life. Yeah, yeah. And now I think it's the perfect time to to do the sequel. And boy, they they pulled out the stops. Yep. Um, they went really hard on um the segments here, uh, the commercials is what I mean. Um, <laughs> you actually mean the reverse of that? Yes. <laughs> I, 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 well, we'll get into it now. First thing. I'm con here's the thing. I Chris La Martina and and what he does and, and his he's got a great producing team, um, and you know he's got a team that works for him. I love what they do, the humor, and also their acute 
um, knowledge of that aesthetic that they go for. With that late 80s, early 90s, they know that time period. It's it's unbelievable of uh, the the parodies um, and just also the straightforward commercials that they're doing um, that evoke that time period. What in WNUF? What era was that? Was that early nineties too? I think late eighties. Okay, because honestly, I think the commercial game now that they're in like Nickelodeon or daytime uh, Fox, they fucking nailed it. Like it's uncanny how they captured it. That water gun commercial, dude. Honestly, I I loved it because you know um, if you watch the YouTube channel Rinse Repeat, they'll do blocks of like Saturday morning TV and they have a couple that are Halloween themed. And I forgot how all the shows would all be sharing the theme and so would commercials. And in this, they do it and dude, it's giving me goosebumps. They fucking nailed it. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's uncanny. Now the format is essentially the same as WNUF. Yeah. Where we're watching a VHS tape of a live broadcast, right? Because yeah, we, we yep. cue in at, at a cartoon, and then next thing we know, we're watching, you know, Ricky Lake, essentially. Yeah. Uh, with a lot of great commercials. And, um, but the problem is that when you read the very uh, verbose packaging uh, for the digital video disc, it's basically saying that it, I thought it was like going to be a compilation and it was uh, Trader Tony, but Trader Tony does not exist in the film. So it's a little confusing. Here's the thing. Can, can I like dive into that? Please. Because one thing that I constantly hark, I, I really wanted a found footage film to embrace the physical media of the movie. Like with the fear footage, I always call that one out because that whole life was indie published. Like, to get that Blu-ray, you had to order it from the maker. And Chris LaMartina did it. And he packaged this movie as um, Trader... T- so he cre- so Trader Tony's a dude that went to jail for um, illegally distributing film that he didn't own. And the story behind this movie existing is that Chris LaMartina reached out to him and said, Hey, I can make you some money by redistributing those same films under some new legal law. And uh, Trader Tony's like, well, fuck, bro. Uh, this is what I got to do. You can actually hear Trader Tony on the commentary track, uh, which is a little kind of jokey for the what this movie actually comes out to be. But I think there's a different thing going on where WNUF, the original, was like Ghostwatch, where it's one live stream that somebody recorded. This one, I actually think there's supposed to be a couple edit points where Trader Tony or Chris LaMartina, whoever edited this thing, has put together a narrative with all of the commercials, which is a little confusing because there is a through story there and that takes place in two different shows. Yeah. And there was like, I think there's an edit point in there that's supposed to be like spliced footage because the whole Trader Tony thing is this is a curated mixtape. Yeah. But when you're watching it, you're kind of like, it feels like a broadcast recording. Yes. And yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. That's where it, I, I, the curated thing. Like I get that. Uh, last year for Halloween, you put in some sort oh, yeah. of mixtape thing. Yeah, like I, I love that. I just, it didn't feel like that. It, it felt yeah. like WNUF two. Which, why didn't you name it WNUF two? 
Well, because I think again, I gotta, I gotta say, um, Chris, I really appreciate the the attention to the narrative physical format. There's no question. It just in this one particular case, it did come out more confusing. Also, it doesn't help that I can never remember the title. Because like like you just exactly. said, I was thoroughly impressed that you pulled that title out in one go. Because I read it straight I, from there exactly. and I still didn't love it. <laughs> but no, as far as the film goes, um, the commercials, again, top. I couldn't love them more. Uh, the production, the jokes works it's perfectly. Everything improves. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The Ricky Lake segment where his his wife is carrying the movie, she does a great job. Oh, so she's good. she's a great host. I think she does her own horror host thing. I think yeah, she she's got her own thing going. Um, she's fantastic. Um, the alien thing. Yeah. So yeah, the yeah. the film's kind of broken up into a. I miss Frank. Talk show, and then after the, like we watched that whole show. We watched the whole show. Like, yeah. he filmed a whole, like, Ricky Lake kind of thing. Yeah. And then I think there's an edit to a um, live Halloween broadcast again. But this one is supposed to be at, like, a field where alien uh, abductions. And it's or, like a, um, what, what's the... Uh, crop circles. God damn it. The guy from Star Trek who... Oh, I can't think of his name. Fuck. King, what is wrong with my brain? Yeah, he did the uh, Leonard tri- Nimoy. No, out there, really? I thought you were talking about um, Factor Fiction or whatever. Hell no. The the other guy. I was thinking Leonard Nimoy. You didn't feel that? You didn't get the out there feeling from what they were doing there? I don't know. He felt kind of. That's like, what I felt. I thought they were going for. I didn't a, think he was doing a Leonard Nimoy, but that's what the show yeah. I felt like was doing. Oh, I get it. I thought they were just trying to recreate the same show, even though the previous host had fallen to a tragedy because of the show. So I thought it was just a bit on that. Well, yeah. Uh, now again, you know, it it is is absolutely the sequel and spiritual sequel to WNUF. Yeah, because they it it lives in that universe and it's after uh, chronologically because it's sort of picking up the pieces a little bit um we don't want we don't want to spoil no don't spoil it because it's you know it's is dvd the only way to watch this now the only way you can get it is by ordering it from them (sighs) that's tough it's a 30 dollar dvd but here's the thing i mean it's it's worth it you know question that whole story about trader tony it's all in the insert that comes on the the dvd so I don't. I really like him. Did he? Did he sell out? Or they still got him? I'm sure he still I got him. It's one. probably a print on demand thing. But um, honestly, I'd like to try and get Chris back on here to talk about it for sure. I I really like this. And yes, I, but I think um, the thing we're not the thing you literally said that I'm hesitant to agree with is that the the story that warranted this fictional film to come together is lackluster. A little bit. Like, I almost wish there was a horrific ending to this thing that would make it, like, kind of a, you're a bad person if you own this movie. And and here's, and here's why I feel that way. Not that I'm trying to, like, make up for, like, oh, Clark said a negative thing, so let me try to say uh, yeah. a positive thing. You're totally not doing that. Literally, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I think that because everything else worked so well, 
and this didn't. It just kind of stuck out to me a little bit. It's a complete reversal of the first WNUF. Exactly. Because there was no Frank. Well, I mean... We knew how valuable Frank was. That's why we got him for a trailer. That's why we hired him. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the magic about WNUF is that out of nowhere, it actually starts to build tension. And you're like, holy shit, I'm actually kind of worried. Like, that movie worked as a horror movie for me. This one just feels like a fucking party film. It's great. Like, yes. You just throw it on the background. You could ignore it during a party and it would crush Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You're right. That, and I'm glad you mentioned that because WNF Halloween special, more of horror film. It goes yeah. that direction. This does not, and that's fine. And one of the fondest memories I have is us playing WNUF. Oh yeah, kill closing out off. Yeah. Because it hit that sweet spot. Now, if you were to plug in, you know, the out there Halloween special, I, I is that what it's called? What What is that? The called? out there Halloween mega tape. Oh, if, I thought you were talking about the other one we If have. you put that in the spot there, I still think it would have crushed. But it's built to do that. That's why, man, I just wish it could have... Did this even play film festival circuits? Probably. I'm sure it did. I don't know, because I also... And, and this is... I think there are similarities, obviously, with... Um, this the movie we're talking about now with the universe that Chris Law Martina has created, yeah, and the universe that Turner Clay has created as yeah. we start going into yeah, we can know, the Black over Ghost. There. And I think I think there's some common core similarities there. Um, common late, core, great math technique. Oh boy, <laughs> talk to my mom about it. Hey, new math, dude. Yeah. I don't even get me started on new math. Wait, I got we? a hot five minutes on new math, dude. Where where were you going with this? I'm getting there. I'm interested. That's why. I'm I'm losing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, between the fan bases, I think, um, because what they've done is what anyone wants to do, and that is find a fan base. And I think that La Martina has found a fan base with what he's doing. Turner Clay has found a fan base of what they're doing. And they're they're playing to the fan base. That's what you do. That's that's the goal, I think, especially coming from I always, you know, because the the most experience I have with any of that is is obviously with stand-up. And so that's the thing of what you want in that world is to curate your own fan base. And so people are on like they get your vibe. Exactly. Yeah. And because, hey, I I know I have a curated style. I'm doing the thing. People dig the thing. And if I want to stay in that thing, Kevin Smith does that bullshit. Yeah. You know? I and it. It, so that's the thing is like, but the problem that you can run into, and I think that this is much more prescient with the Blackwell ghost as we venture into this than with La Martina. Because Law Martina is sticking with the hits. And but yet he's still he's still pushing boundaries here because he's still I was impressed with what he did because he elevate he pushed harder. I felt like the jokes hit harder on some of these things. And also, not all of these were jokes. He did like Nike ads. Yeah. And it was it just it put me in that time capsule. And that's what he's so strong at. And that works perfectly for what he's doing. He's built that. Turner Clay has built his universe. 
and then Blackwell goes seven. Hold on. Now, I know you're jazzed about it. I'm so very jazzed. set it up. I'm, I'm, I'm all revved up in the place I, to go, babe. I think there's a problem with the comparison, though, because I think what you're talking about with Turner Clay is more of a Nigel Bach situation where it's like I've built a fan base out of a weird forum. Well, 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 you have to you have to compare him to Nigel Bach just because of sheer volume alone. Well, also, yeah, volume, but also how many people partake in the movie. Like Nigel Bach is almost a one man show. He's branched out a little bit more. Yeah. But the big difference is like. Chris LaMartina feels like he's making a movie for a party. Turner Clay is a one-man show. That's what I mean. Turner Clay is solo. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure that he has movies where he's the only person that pops up in it. Yeah. So the other thing is the output. Like, you're right. Nigel Bach is on, oh, God. What is he working on, 11 now? He's got Well, Eulogy's out now. Eulogy's out, but he's got Undead Uh, in the works. Well, did we talk about the Nigel Bach thing? Okay, we'll be brief on here. Nigel Bach um, regrets hooking up with our buddies over at uh, Breaking Glass. And he realized that the the residual checks that were coming in off of streaming have stopped. So now he... he, Is the crowdfunding still going? I haven't gotten any more email updates past the, like, 5,000 or whatever he raised. So Nigel started a crowdfunding campaign... To raise $30,000, I think, which is what he was paid for the rights of Bad Ben because he wanted to buy them back. Nigel's such a fucking character. So Love him. What he's doing now is he's making more movies furiously to get back to where he was. Uh, Nigel, I love you. Um, That's it. I don't know where he's at right now, but we need to go back and watch Eulogy and um, Undead when he comes out. Anyway, with um, fire up the Roku, then watch the Weird Al movie. Yeah, again, these are only available, I think, to buy direct or from Bad Ben TV on Roku. On Roku, dude. <laughs> and is he still doing reviews on there? I, I don't know. Played a clip. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so I knew Clark yesterday when we were talking about it. We it, the options were we watch out there Halloween mega tape together for the first time. Or you rewatch Blackwell Go Seven with me, and it's my first time, which is what I voted for, and that's what you voted for. And I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, we can't do that. We have to talk about WNUF." And I promised you that after the screening of Blood Diner, no matter how late, I would watch it. And I at one thirty in the morning, I was really like, I knew I had to do it. Yeah. So I was like, "Fuck it!" And honestly, I don't know what you felt about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. I know we're already in the weeds here. Ha- most people listening right now, you probably don't know what Blackwell Ghost is. I'm going to reset it briefly. Incorrect. And Amazon Prime. We have devoted <laughs> several episodes nah. solely to the Blackwell Ghost. No, nah, no. Nah. We, we had some terrifier talks happen on here. We've blown up. Um, the checks just won't stop coming in. We're the opposite of Nigel Buck. Oh, we true. have to start throwing away the money. I now. forgot about our... Brand new expansive fan base. Yeah. No, so again, Blackwell Ghost, um, a series that started dropping on Amazon Prime. The director, for I don't know if he has now, but for years would not give interviews. And the first couple of movies, you're like, is this shit real? Eventually, we figured it out. Go listen to our our recap, (laughs) which is embarrassing how deep, how deeply immersed we were. But now we're here. And uh, Blackwell Go Seven Lands, I get blown up with people telling me, dude, 
Blackwell Ghost. And again, I love y'all to death for it because I don't know how the fuck you find out. I don't know how y'all knew the minute it appeared. Because honestly, there's not a lot of fanfare for the film. All he does is drop, he just drops it. That's the thing. You don't really know because it just appears. So Also, I did what you asked to do. I joined that stupid Facebook group. Oh, you did? Yeah, but I don't, uh, I haven't really seen a whole lot. I haven't ventured into it, but I'm in the group. Whoa. I had to get approved. Really? I, yeah. Yeah. Dude, you've, you're fully in the ARG let, now. Let me, let me try to get in there now. All right. Well, while you're looking it up, I'm going to go ahead and uh, revisit a little bit of our favorite Blackwell Ghost clip. Uh, My name is Joseph William Lightfoot. I'm a craftsman, an artist, and a published poet. Yeah, really. I do about anything I can be doing. I'm really good with my hands. And my father was James Lightfoot, and people just called him Lightfoot. My dad, he was okay when I was growing up, but turned out he was a serial killer and he killed like 18 women and some he tortured and some he violated and the rest he ate <clears throat> he was a good dad <laughs> my mom Lori Lightfoot ruined a town in America and then went on Yelp and made the best Tim Dillon clip <laughs> That would be great. Dude. Can I tell you, this clip hits differently now because of Blackwell Go South. Don't, don't say nothing. We're back on the Lori Lightfoot. Oh, my God. I did not mean to say that. We're back on the Lightfoot case. As the Blackwell Ghost 6, big departure. Um, if Lori Lightfoot showed up in the Blackwell <laughs> Ghost, I could die. No, what else could I want? I think in life? I think we'd have a January sixth thing again, where a <laughs> bunch of people from the forums showed up to Chicago and tried to flip over her stretch limousine. All right, I, I'll, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. And uh, no, you're I'll good. get you back in there. I just want to say, um, I should have been peeping in this Blackwell Ghost <laughs> Facebook thing. <laughs> Why is it gnarly? It's a little bit. Uh, well, it's all pretty positive, but. Um, People fucking care about this they, franchise. Do they break the fourth wall? Because I imagine that community is just very, like, in it. They're they're pretty opinionated. All right. Well, here, let me set this up. So we're back. There's 15,000 people in this group. Now, um, I would... God damn. I would say that we are heavily invested. I really like this franchise. Um, one of the uh, reoccurring characters on this show, Jasadi, one of the East Bay cinematographers... He fucking hates this franchise, and I don't know why he keeps watching them. <laughs> now, a little bit of a racial politics to inject here. Jasadi is a black fellow, so it's proof that we are not racist. Oh, Jasadi, no shit. <laughs> Here's the thing, Jasadi. I, he, you know, he's just like this is white people shit. He does Correct. not get them, and I'm like, Correct. Yeah, but I'm fucking terrified, and um, in the Blackwell Go Seven, you know, we just came off of uh. Turner's wife dying, and it was a weird one. I'm not a huge fan of Blackwell Ghost Six. It it was a weird one. I like six. We're back on uh, the trail though, and literally six man six six was sweet as hell. Yeah, but I don't know. It I it, sad. It, it's not aging well with me. Okay, like I feel like if I was gonna revisit the franchise, I may even skip that one completely. Have you ever been to the rodeo? <laughs> oh my god, is that a real question? Yes. No. Well, I'm from fucking the Bay Area, dude. Well, you're missing out because, okay. <laughs> you know, they got a gate and the bull's back there kicking in the gate yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. ready to open the gate. I'm ready for you to open the gate. Okay. That's all I'm saying. 
Well, I got, I mean, you're going to be disappointed because this bull has not slept and he's he's not kicking anymore. He's going to be uh, just all you got to do is pop that gate and head hanging. This boy's ready to roll. All right. Well, we're back in it. And um, I'll just I know Clark is ready to go. I'll just say um, again, spoiler territory. I want to let this bull out. So if you haven't watched any of Blackwell Ghost, I don't just turn it off or listen, because maybe you'll be in. Well, I, I want to know what you think first. I um I watched this movie at least uh one fourth alone as Oksana. For some reason, you stayed awake for most of the movie. Yeah, I didn't miss it that much of it. I honestly, I was like, why don't you go to bed? You shouldn't be awake for this shit. I'm punishing myself because <laughs> I made a promise to Clark. So she watched most of it, and uh, when you when you went to sleep, it that's when things turned up. And uh, I'm just gonna say I really liked it, and I feel like you're gonna fucking hate it for some dumb reason. No, keep going. Uh, there's a thing happening uh, narratively here, where the Blackwell Ghost is the longest franchise, much like Terrifier. It's very strange. Terrifier is getting better. In a slasher franchise. Well, we're in a franchise. We're on uh, movie seven, and there hasn't been an antagonist yet, at least on camera. Okay. We haven't, we've had ghosts, but all they do is knock. They turn on lights every now and then, and there's been some murders a long time ago that we've investigated. Yeah. In this one, there's a dude, and we've finally done the thing that I feared for six movies now, where we had one of my favorite tropes in found footage. Where we have a security camera in the bedroom, and it shows you sleeping and somebody watching you. It's something that Paranormal Activity did fantastically. It's something that the original VHS did horribly. And um, If someone sent that to you, what would you do? It would be horrifying. But what, like, guttural reaction? Uh, I would repress it. I would not think about it. Or I'd immediately get a weapon. And put locks all over. So I had a roommate. Again. You, know what I go, you know what I do? What? When I freak out, I go in the bathroom and I strip completely naked. Do you really? I do. And then what? I don't know why I do that. And then what? I pace around. <laughs> okay. We got to put a camera in this bathroom. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I did have a roommate one time. I think he was smoking meth. I've told this story before. Sick. I apologize. How was teeth? I was very drunk. Uh, they were pretty good, actually. He was a Brazilian dude. Well, um, he was a limo driver. And one night I was meth. drunk with my best friend and I was calling myself Thor. He was Captain America. This is back in Avengers when I cared. The we bull fighting. is bucking in the bin. And uh, our buddy was named Mo. And I called him Moki. And uh, we didn't see him for three days after that as also, he was freaked he, out. Not our buddy at all whatsoever. <laughs> and he Almost tried to break into the house a week later. And uh, what I did is I added four locks to the front door. And yeah, that was about it. So that's probably what I would do if somebody was watching me sleep. Yeah, it's not good. It's very scary. So did you like, I feel like you're going to hate this movie and I don't know why. Are you popping the lock? Yeah, go for it. I fucking hate this. I, I knew it. Why? <laughs> it's shit. Here's the thing. I love. Here's 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 what I love about. It. I'll start with what I love about it. Um, well, I don't care about that. I want to hear what you hate. No, it. I got plenty to say. I I love that we've gone in a new direction because yes, that's an excellent point. We haven't really had an on-screen no antagonist. antagonist. <laughs> well, I would ag I I agree with you, but yeah. I slightly disagree. Turner Clay is kind of an antagonist in some aspects. Yeah, I love him. I love him too. Yeah. But he He was a bad dad. <laughs> he, he fucks himself in in several Also, I have a new theory and it's 
super simple, and you've already kind of hit on it, um, but I'll, I'll get there. So what I love is that we went in a completely different direction here. I love that finally this is the first one in seven films where it's like, okay, now we've got like a proper horror franchise because yeah. we bring in a killer. And here's why I hate this, Russell, because it's fucking stupid. It's not good execution. It's terrible. It's not good at all because he's, okay. he's, going, he's going into, um, you know, a pr- procedural territory to a certain extent. And again, you know, he is he's essentially as far as we know, because the man does not believe in film credits and the man does not believe in any sort of you know, credits at all. Uh, as far as we know, it's pretty much a one man band. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I believe. So, you know, everything it's it's all him. So he's doing all the decisions. This felt like a cash grab kind of because it's coming pretty soon off of Blackwell Goes Six, where we thought six was a good end. Next thing we know, this thing comes out. It looks like he filmed it in a couple days. Oh. And here's the execution is not good at all. He's going he needs to stay in his lane. All right. And I was talking to Oksana, I talked a lot with oh, Oksana great. about this today. <laughs> um and you Now again, she did you, not see the end of the movie. You had talked um what is it you you coined the types of movies that uh Jorge Torres Torres Oh empathy horror. Empathy horror. Yeah. Um I think that this would be a departure for sure. This is yeah. uh Oksana, what did I call it? Heartstrings. Heartstrings horror. That is what he's doing. Okay, I, yeah. No, I I see that. Because it because he's pulling I mean, he's 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 playing, you know, that emotional music. Yeah. Um, yeah. he's trying to pull on those heartstrings. He's you know, showing the kids all the time, talking about his dead wife, showing us the for footage. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like he's definitely playing with that. Next thing you know, and um, another point that Alexander talked about is like he's good with puzzles. Mm-hmm. These are the worst ones we've ever had. These were fucking stupid. <laughs> and the whole chat thing, the reason oh, why the, the, the yeah, reason yeah. why this made me so angry is because in no known universe would any fucking criminal investigation look like this fucking thing where Turner Clay was essentially <laughs> running the criminal investigation talking to Officer Ramey. Here's my theory about Officer Ramey. It's Turner Clay. It's a hundred percent Turner hot take. Hot take. <laughs> Turner Clay's doing that voice. Here's how I know Turner Clay's doing that voice. The cadence is exactly the same. Yeah, but who cares? I care because I fucking hate Officer Ramey. And Oh, if he was a sheriff, though, you'd By be far, jizz in your pants. 100%. <laughs> sheriff Ramey, I'm in. You bring in this F- oh FBI God. bullshit. Here's why. Officer Ramey has been in uh, he's been, he's, he's been in all the Florida movies. Yeah. Yeah, he's been so in all. So from three, maybe? Some three on. So yeah. he's been a pretty big character. He is a faceless character, mm-hmm. and he wants to maintain his, you know, uh, anonymity. So his voice is burr, 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 burr. muffled. <laughs> distorted and the cadence is it's turner clay there's no question about it it's so frustrating because it's the dumbest it's one of the dumbest things i've seen 
It makes no sense. Of No criminal investigation would do that. He's like, well, I got an email. He wants me to join a chat. Okay, I think it would be a good idea if you go into the chat. <sighs> now, now I'm getting mad because you mistake my kindness for weakness. And boy, I don't like that. <laughs> Listen to me, Turner. I understand you being upset. I, it's fucking stupid. Well, they're in different counties, dude. It's fucking dumb. Because they, Turner's like, he's <laughs> like that chat. The chat is so infuriating. Because like, why aren't they there? He's got them on speakerphone, yeah. and they're talking to the the I serial turn killer. You down. It's so dumb. I don't understand it. Like it's so. It just seems so rushed together. Like I, it just. I don't like it at all. Well, I think you might be right. He might be rebounding from six because I know you really like that one, but I didn't. And it's kind of like turning for then, me. Um, all right, guys, uh, we're spoiling Blackwell Go 7. Well, Oksana hasn't fucking watched the end yet. That's that's why when I said what I said and you said what you said, I'm like, no, Oksana, they said that in the movie. Well, I guess oh, so do you double down on that now? It ruined it for her? So like so that I mean, guy is the killer now. Well, uh, if you believe killers, okay. <laughs> I guess that's it's funny. You know, here's the thing. I feel like that's dumb. No, because it it can be both. It can be dumb no. and interesting. It's not interesting. It's oh. not interesting. Do you know why it's not interesting? Why? Because I knew it in the second act. I knew it in the second act. I knew it had to be him. I had to be because, because, because there's no, because here's why we have a limited set of characters in all these movies, right? That appear on camera for sure. Yeah. That appear on camera or that we even know about. So it had to be someone that we knew. Oh, it, he's it not going to bring in a new character. No. Why not? No. I knew it wasn't going to be a new character. It had to be, it had to be son of Lightfoot. Which sounds like a Native American chief, <laughs> but know, it, it had to be him. Man, you know, I because I this watched it. Movie sucks. All right, are you done? <laughs> it's no. I just I, the reason why it's in the it, here's the thing. I don't like saying that because again, I love him. I love what he's doing. Clear, you're acting like you're you're betrayed right now. I am. I feel betrayed. <laughs> Welcome. This is me being a horror fan. Bitch boy. No, I, I think it, it's actually really cool. I'm I'm falling. I'm doing this for this movie. Yeah, I know. It's um, no, because the Blackwell Ghost. This is this is. I, I'm fine with you straying away from the rest of the franchise. Cool. Do a better job than this bullshit. Yeah, Russell. It was lazy. I, you know, I think I've just watched a lot of horror, so I I don't expect it to. Be good. <laughs> but it, was, it was just, and that's the other thing. It's like I, I haven't found his other films to be lazy. This felt lazy to me. Well, you know, the only reason I would push back on that is because the editing clearly isn't like whenever no, he, he's talented. Well, he's shooting with like eight cameras too. Yes, and yes. it's like my god, cutting between that for sure. Oh, honestly, I that's thought, the other thing. I've also thought about like how he shoots these things. Yeah, like he may have shot this the same time as the other one. Who the hell knows? And he's just cutting shit together. But. Did, I feel like that wouldn't diminish anything, though. I'm not saying it does. I'm yeah. just saying that we don't know what he does. Well, that that also which all adds to. Well, editing. that falls into my like editor auteur theory too, because he's a, a good example of like a very different voice in found footage, where he hard like these movies are they are created by Turner Clay, just like you know Nigel Bach. It's weird because 
in Bad Ben, Nigel Buck isn't at any point clearly the narrator and distributing the movie, although it totally feels like that, where Turner Clay is uploading the movie and has all the posters in the background of his room. Yes. So the thing Well, that, I mean, hey, it paid for the house. What are you going to so, do? So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you were paying uh, such <laughs> emotional attention to detail with this thing, because as a horror fan, the only thing I thought was, oh, interesting. Now the ghost of his wife is going to be helping him not get murdered by a crazy dude. To me, as a horror fan, well, that's what's happening. Because remember, at the end of the movie, it was saying danger, D-A-N-G. Okay. So his wife was trying to wake him up and be like, you're going to get killed because there's a fucking like. Can I tell you? I didn't resonate. That didn't resonate with well, me. Well, clearly you're infuriated before I was you blinded. even got there. I yeah. was blinded with I fury. I can see it now. I was blinded with fury. Um, I, I was very tired. I felt betrayed. No, I get it. And it felt like a huge... <laughs> the, you know, I the thing that me being so tired betrayed me was that the, the Lightfoot thing didn't sink in deeply. And the whole time I was watching, I was like, oh, cool. He's using the ARG element against him like you know how you just got in the facebook group yeah honestly it would it would be better if it was just a member of that group was like hey i'm in your group and i fucking hate you and i'm gonna kill you yeah but it's not the Lightfoot character so you i you know i think i agree with you that well, is i mean look at the end of the day russell i'm just trying to create interesting radio so i do lend myself to hyperbole but i do want to be very clear here this movie did infuriate I can tell. Because I'm invested. I know. And it's good. I think You're it's invested. Good We're invested. This is a great franchise. And this is just not good. I think, again, and what, 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 why is it so different, our reaction? And I think it's the movie prior, where I wanted to get as far away from six as we can. So when he. Because you were scared of emotions. No, because I wanted a fucking <laughs> ghost story. Like that oh, movie was there's not no a ghost. It was not a horror movie. Even, even at the end in like the third act, he said, well, there's no ghost here. So let's look at some footage or something. Well, he even, you know, the thing is, whoever the fuck Turner Clay is, he's paying attention to his like canon and his maybe or may not be dead wife. I think you're right though. I think he was getting too cute. He should have expanded instead of like trying to check off this thing. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh, let's bring back. He should have just had new characters and come in a hundred percent because like, it is boy, weird when it's... he's like in that chat and he's like, Hey, can I just wing this? And he's like, yeah, go for it. Dude. I'm like, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, it also felt like it was reminding me of like Captain Howdy, like you know, uh, Strangeland. Yeah, I'm like, dude, this is like late '90s territory. I was like, and and here's here's who the, uses the chat room. What kind of boomer? See, shit here, is and that here's too? here's the thing, and and we'll close with this. But uh, this is just something I've just thought of now. With Nigel Bach being a one man band, that works for Nigel Bach because Nigel <laughs> Bach is unique. Well. It doesn't. It, it does it. It doesn't. But you. But I, what I mean is, is that he is uniquely himself. Also, I take that back. Nigel still follows me on Instagram. Um, Nigel, you're fantastic. Nigel's a personality, and as long as Nigel can portray Nigel yeah. as much as he can express himself, it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. It's going to work, and and that's what makes the Bad Ben movies. Fantastic. Yeah, even when they're bad. Even when they're bad. Even when Ben. We don't want good Ben. And no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> and fuck you, good Ben.
I think that with this is that I think Turner Clay needs a little bit more checks and balances because no one was there in the room saying, do you think this is a good idea? I, because you need that. You need checks and balances in life. And it's the same thing with, with you know giant celebrities. When you get surrounded with sycophants, you need people to say, hey, wake yeah. the fuck up. I think or it's, it's worse than that. Though. Go in a different direction. Because like, I, I think you're right, but I think he's also listening to the internet. So it's like well, the forum. That's the other slippery slope. Yeah. Because it's the worst of both worlds. And I'll tell you, I, I saw, uh, I watched the trailer too. Oh, why the f- Now, now here's the thing. So I knew about the serial killer thing. He's in the, tra- he's I mean, in he's the, on the poster. It's, yeah, it's so, on the poster. Yeah, You're yeah. like, what the hell? And I was like, okay, we're going in a new direction. Here we go. And that, but honestly, it was the chat. It was it was I, all the Officer Ramey stuff. Look, the cat came in. Hi, Dad. Yeah, she daddy. Was, Hi, Dottie. It was the first time uh, she was in my room when I was in my room today. It oh, was, cool. Yeah, and it, we had a little bit of a territory standoff. <laughs> she, she came in to calm you down because she could tell Turner got to you. It would have been funny, though, if I would have gone in there and she just would have stared at me and took a shit on my carpet. <laughs> I'd have laughed. Um, does she... Does she ever not shit in the box? No, she's very good. Well okay. behaved. Well, she's because she's ninety-seven years old. <laughs> um, so th- that's it. She's also in your room. I can see her. Oh boy, Daddy! <laughs> it's the worst of the franchise. No, you're totally wrong. It's not even close. No hell, it's no. not even close, Russell. It's not even. It's not even up for debate. I yeah. this this should be wiped. From his hard drive, this should be wiped from all of our memories, and we go on to eight. Go, go ride the horse that you came in on. Don't, don't go chasing waterfalls and any other mixed metaphors that I want to use here. Stay in your lane. <laughs> know your role. Man, I'm bummed because now I definitely am not watching part eight with you. I imagine you getting mad and storming out during the movie or something. I, well, look, dude, he's definitely building on this. This is not going to be a one-off. No, I hope he does. No, because now also, oh, fuck. That was the other thing. Well, yeah, we got him. We got him. <laughs> that was- <laughs> fuck you. That was when I got well, really at angry. At no point did it feel like it. So they felt like, yes, because yeah. they they finally got the guy. And the, so Officer Ramey's saying... We got him. Yep, 70-year-old man. Real nice guy. <laughs> but his wife said that he is schizophrenic. And I'm like, yeah. is that really what you're doing right oh, now? Oh, you were buying it? No. Oh, okay, okay. Of course not. But I, I was hoping that it wasn't going to be what I thought it was. And of course it was. I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blackwell Go 7, go check it out. If you like it. Text Clark. If you don't, text me. That way you're guaranteed to argue. Actually, you got to watch the ending. I want to. It's good. Do you really like this movie? Yeah, I like I like it from a horror, like where it's going. Like No, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the execution is terrible. Oh, no, it's sloppy. But I, again, I, I opened up this podcast talking about how Nick and Harry were shitting all over Terrifier. And I feel like that's a fair thing to do. 
because technically that movie is very indie and rough. And My argument's better for no, but Michael that Gross. that's that's how I I mean this is why I like indie horror and sure shit. like I and again I look you yeah. know me I don't like to shit on indie movies no. and indie horror but like this is different no because it's so close to you which is why I'm I think it's incredible well because the Blackwell Ghost thing it came out of nowhere and that's the other thing I've seen several of these multiple times because they they're an hour they go quickly yeah they're quick. And, uh, you know, I've spent over 10 hours with this asshole, <laughs> and he's going to do this shit? He's go- he's going to take one of my favorite characters in the fucking franchise and make him the goddamn serial killer? What the fuck? Well, he's coming back. He's fucking stupid. Okay, I got a complaint. Yeah. This costume didn't come with gloves. <laughs> How the fuck am I supposed to be ghost-faced? There's no gloves. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at the Overlook Theater. Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Statt. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye. <laughs>